You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host, Casey Corbin, and thanks for joining us today on the podcast. It is the first podcast of the new year. We are in 2019. Woo! Um, 2019, first show. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, welcome back, me. Uh, we had a little two-week hiatus there for the holidays, and we're back with the show uh, that leaving you wanting in and no. Oh, my God, I'm so bad at rhyming. I could never, ever win a rap battle. Um, folks, uh, before we start the show, uh, remember to um, rate, review, and subscribe on the uh on the uh, formats, you know, on the iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, remember, if you leave us a five-star uh, rating and a favorable review, um, we will get you a postcard uh, from the 80s of a wrestler of, the, of your pre- preference. Uh, for example, uh, this review just came in and uh, on January 4th, first review of the new year, titled Wrestling, and uh, from Heir of the Hagrid, I hope I got that right, Hagrid, uh, heir of the Hagrid, um, heir of the Hagrid. If you are listening, thank you for this review and uh, get a hold of us at uh, talkingwrestling at gmail dot com and uh, give us a listen a list of your five favorite wrestlers um, from the eighties, early eighties, let's say eighty to eighty five, and uh, hopefully we will get you one of your guys uh, that you like or lady. It depends. There's one lady, I think. But, um, yeah, hopefully we'll get you a postcard for uh, this treat of a review. Uh, five stars. Thank you very kindly. It said, uh, heard about this show on the WWW podcast. Had to come check it out. Was not disappointed. Great podcast. Very funny and amazing guests. Uh, thank you very much, Air. Uh, I hope uh, you get all of your airiness um someday from Hagrid and uh thank you for the delicious uh treat that you sent us and uh get a hold of us and we will get you a postcard um you know so many options so many options so uh yeah get a hold of us and uh we will set you up for the rest of you uh send in a review and a rating and get your own postcard uh we love to give out postcards man and we love to buy stamps and uh, we'd love to send these to you so that's going on. Also, you can find us on Spotify. If you're on Spotify, uh, give us a give the show a follow, or click on the little heart, or do whatever you have to do on Spotify. And hey, while I'm plugging Spotify, Casey Corbin, the artist, the comedian, he's also on there. I got three CDs on there, uh, all free. So if you want to go listen to any of my comedy, um, go to Spotify. Follow me on Spotify and uh and like my cds and so forth um with that said we're also on itunes of course i got all my stuff on itunes and apple music as well um as well as the podcast is in all these places as well uh on itunes uh on stitcher on google play and uh, anywhere else that you find um find uh 
you know, popular podcasts. So, um, you know where we got to get into, though. We got to get into um, the podcasting uh, service that they have in the in the in the uh, Tesla cars. Yeah, because uh, I was in my buddy's Tesla car, and that is the best. And uh, you know, I know Tesla drivers love wrestling because uh, we had DDP on the show, Tesla driver, and we had Tommy Campbell on the show, Tesla driver. I'm just saying. Uh, I think there's a way we can get on their, their podcast service. We should get on there because right now there is no wrestling, uh, podcast on there. So, uh, we should get on there for sure. Uh, who do I talk to about that? Uh, somebody anyways, that'll be done in the future. Uh, with that said, um, yeah, don't forget to hit us up on the social medias, uh, on the Twitter at TNW pod on the, uh, Instagram talking wrestling and podcast talking wrestling podcast at instagram.com and uh at gmail talking wrestling at gmail.com uh, also on the uh, facebook uh talking wrestling that's it facebook backslash talking wrestling uh, folks it is the new year and already a lot has happened now today we're going to be focusing on wrestle kingdom uh this is the official uh wrestle kingdom review 13th uh it's not the 13th review of Wrestle Kingdom. It's the 13th. You know what it is. It's the Wrestle Kingdom review for Wrestle Kingdom 13. But other things have happened as well. And we're going to talk about them first. And uh, I think firstly off the top, uh, it's best to talk about uh, the passing of Mean Gene Okerlund. And uh, I'm 45. You know, I got into uh, wrestling right at 84. And, um, you know... My memories, uh, my first memory of Mean Gene would have been the, you know, where Captain Lou Albano was being presented with a record uh, from Cindy Lauper at Madison Square Garden. And they're all in the ring and Mean Gene was kind of emceeing the, the whole thing. And then, um, you know, Roddy Piper came down and smashed the, the record over Lou Albano's head and, and uh, chaos ensued and this would eventually set up. Uh, WrestleMania one. Um, that's my first time seeing Mean Gene, and over the years, you watch Mean Gene do the interviews, and you watch him be funny and the humor, uh, and you kind of grow up with him, and you know, uh, you love it. Like I was a kid when I started watching, but in high school, I remember, you know, '91 uh, when Ric Flair won that title, and Mr. Mean Gene's like, "Put that cigarette out." Uh, that's probably one of the best things ever. Um, which they showed in the highlights of his uh, of his memorial packages on WWE. Um, I got to see him live one time. Uh, one, several times in Ottawa, they had superstar tapings come in, and they would be like they would do five episodes at a time, so it'd be like five right, uh, weeks of wrestling. So the card was basically like five and a half hours, and mostly just squash matches from what it was like back then. You'd have uh, Tomato Can Joe versus uh, you know, Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Hacksaw would come in and just beat him inside, uh, three minutes. And that was the match. And back then superstars was filled with this type of stuff. And sometimes you would get a, uh, you know, a brother love show or you get a, a snake pit or you would get, you know, the funeral parlor. Um, we got the funeral parlor several times. Uh, but a lot of times, uh, well, one time we just got the flat stage where they just had a stage where they'd do interviews. 
and uh, we were sitting, my uncle and I were sitting right above the World Wrestling Federation logo in the second row above the entrance where the wrestlers would come out. So um, so we watched the wrestlers come out. We kind of see like behind the scenes stuff too because the commentary set was there and a lot of the behind the scenes stuff was there as well. And uh, me and Gene was out there. I remember seeing him backstage first and he was talking to a bunch of guys and then he slapped one guy's ass. And uh, my uncle, I look at my uncle, I was like, Mean Gene just slapped that guy's ass. And my uncle goes, oh, maybe he is Tutti Fruity. And uh, my uncle made that joke, which I thought kind of was kind of funny, because uh, yeah, my uncle's very funny in that way. And, uh, well, being, not that way, of being homophobic or anything, but he was just, my uncle was funny. And, uh, you know, he made that joke, and I was like, ah. And then, uh, not that there's anything wrong with it, but, uh, you know, so then later on, me and Gene would go on to interview the Berserker, and um, me and Gene would get his tie cut off by the Berserker's sword, and then uh, they were talking about fighting the Undertaker, and then Mr. Fuji said, and the and Undertaker are going to be cold cut, and uh, I guess like salami, I don't know, a cold cut, maybe like bologna, but... Uh, yeah, they cut Mean Gene's tie off, and he was, I remember being upset, and I tried to find that interview uh, on the network and on YouTube, and uh, no, not a lot of demand for old Berserker interviews, I guess, but uh, it happened, it happened, I swear to God it happened, and that's my uh, live memory of Mean Gene, so uh, Mean Gene, uh, thank you for the memories, and uh, you know, uh, you were a gentleman and a scholar, and uh you know, yeah, thanks for, thanks for uh, entertaining all those years. Uh, with that said, um, Hulk Hogan came back to Monday Night Raw. And um, i got to be honest, uh, I was expecting a bigger pop out of the audience when he came out. But it just, it wasn't uh, the pop that I'm used to hearing Hulk Hogan come out to. And uh, he came out and he uh, paid uh, tribute to... Uh, mean Gene, and they had a video Tron uh, thing, uh, montage, and in his memoriam already. And, uh, and then Hulk Hogan came out and said some more things, and uh, made a few little jokes, and uh, put Mean Gene over, and uh, left. And that was Hulk Hogan's first time back on Raw. Uh, how did you guys feel about that? Uh, personally, um, I don't. I think, you know. I I think well, I don't I don't think Hulk Hogan should be penalized for life for what he did. Um, I think everything that he's, you know, I just think the good outweighs the bad in his situation. I think he's remorseful for what he's done, and I think Hulk Hogan without the WWE, I just feel like he he feels like he has no home, and uh, you know he's someone who somewhere I I don't know I think he deserves a home. And I know that could be, this is a controversial, uh, touchy subject to some of you people, but it's just how I feel. And maybe in my opinion it was wrong, and maybe it's right, but um, it's just an opinion. And uh, I, it, it's hard for me to, you know, hate a guy um, for, uh, you know, for being, you know, for saying for saying the N-word. Like, I don't, uh, I'm a comedian. I've heard many, 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 many people use it on stage and use it off stage and, and uh, you know, and never in a hating way, 
mostly just in a joking way, but, um, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I can't, uh, you know, it's not like I go back and not watch his matches or anything like that, but my God, I watched a Chris Benoit match the other like last night. I put on an old thunder and, um, and Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero were tagged up against Booker T and uh, Dean Malenko. And wait, no, Chris Benoit and and oh, Booker T were tagged up against um, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Jericho. That was it. And uh, kind of difficult watching uh, Chris Benoit matches, but I'm just saying there's a big difference. I know there's a big difference between what Hogan did and, and Murder, but um, I'm just saying like he doesn't have to be around all the time. But I do think there is a place for him, and I think uh, not having him isn't really fair because there are other people in the WWE Hall of Fame who've said far worse things, um, you know, um, and uh, they should be removed. But maybe they aren't removed because of political situations, <laughs> and that's all I'll say about that, Donald Trump. You know what I'm talking about, uh, you know, whether he should be removed or not. Uh, you know, for saying some of the things that he said. Anyways, this is not where I wanted the show to go. Um, but I just want to say Hulk Hogan did come back on Raw. And uh, not the pop that I thought he was going to get. Uh, he was okay. He wasn't amazing. He was okay. And uh, he did a good job at uh, doing what he did, which was, uh, you know, paying tribute to Mean Gene. Um, with, you know, uh, SmackDown, SmackDown was great. Of course, um, amidst all this, uh, yesterday was the big announcement by AEW, All Elite Wrestling, and um, they have announced um, their roster and uh, who they have um, when their first. Uh, sorry, when their first um, matches are going to be. Um, and uh, so forth. Uh, they did it yesterday on their... Um, what did they do? They did it yesterday on the Twitter. It was on YouTube as well. It was on many things. And to be honest, the, the feed was not the best. I'm going to be honest about that right now. The feed was not the best. However, um, you know, I'm sure it's going to get better. But the question, I have so many questions about all this. And, um, you know, like, so watching the, um, watching the A&W, uh, the all elite wrestling, uh, rally in Jacksonville, why Jacksonville yesterday was because, um, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, billionaire, I would imagine his son is the money man behind AEW all elite wrestling, uh, uh, SoCal, you uh, SSCU, um, is signed with the promotion uh, from Ring of Honor. Uh, Cody Rhodes uh, is also is also um, uh, signed with the place, uh, as well as Brandy Rhodes, as well as the Young Bucks are signed. Uh, the Young Bucks have promised that they'll be working with um, with an organization in China, and they're bringing over some tag teams and some wrestlers from there. Uh, he promised that we will love them. Uh, they announced that Double or Nothing will take place on May 25th, 2019 at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. 
Um, Brandy Rhodes announced that there will be a women's division and that women will get equal pay. Uh, there will be no sliding scale. Uh, Britt Baker uh, was announced as the first signing for the women's division. Um, I think that's a really smart signing because, um, you know, they're probably not going to have doctors at first or, or a very uh, big payroll to carry a lot of doctors and medics with them whenever they do things. But if they have a dentist, well, that's great. They get a tooth knocked out, um, you know. She can, uh, Britt can fix you up because she's a, a dentist as well. Uh, MJF uh, interrupted um, uh, the uh, the uh, the press conference for, uh, that was hosted by Conrad Thompson um, and just basically uh, fat shamed him and uh, to get the crowd not liking him in a heel fashion. Um, anyways, that was all something. But MJF is coming, and then all of a sudden. Uh, uh, Joey Janela and Penelope Ford came out, and uh, Joey Janela said that uh, the 2019 were all elite. So Joey Janela and Penelope Ford will be joining them. Uh, that brings me to ask uh, this question here: What happens with Joey Janela? Uh, first of all, he's injured; he's not even supposed to be you know, wrestling this year. Um, but if he is wrestling and he is all elite for 2019, what happens to his cards? Like, what happens to his? Uh, you know, uh, GCW, and what happens to the WrestleMania show that's going to happen WrestleMania weekend if they're having that, and anything that he might have, what is going to happen with all the stuff that Joy Janela produces? Is he still going to be able to do that on the side? Uh, is he going to be able to wrestle on the side? Are any of these wrestlers going to be able to wrestle on the side? Because right now they have, you know, they have uh, two dates, two dates announced so where where are all where where is all the wrestling going to take place um i would imagine they have a studio ideal for tv tapings uh for tuesday night dynamite whenever that's going to start up but um you know with that said ooh, where where are they gonna you know um are they going to be able are the wrestlers when they're not working with AEW, are they going to be able to go wrestle anywhere else? Uh, right now, um, the the wrestlers that were with New Japan are no longer working with New Japan. However, that has been said that that might change after the Madison Square Garden show. Um, so who knows? Who knows? Also, I would like to think that there possibly might be an allegiance with Impact Wrestling. Um, but who knows? We don't know. And uh, these are things that still are out there. Um, Hangman Page uh, showed up. He is he is all in. He is going to be all elite, as well as Neville or sorry Pac as they call him now. Um, he held up a belt and said he's already a champion and um, said that uh, and challenged Hangman Page before anything happened. Um, what else uh, happened? Oh, of course, Chris Jericho showed up, and um, and Chris Jericho is also signed uh, with uh, All Elite, so he's no longer um, in the WWE. He's official WWE alumni at this point, and uh, wow, that's that's quite the step. However, he believes he they can change the the universe and uh, make wrestling better, and I I would. I'm all for more wrestling, and, uh, you know, it's just 
something else that we can watch and and uh i wish all the best to all elite and hopefully you know uh well obviously talking wrestling will not be at the uh grand michigan rapids or i mean we'll, we're not gonna we're not going to vegas we're not we're not going to vegas can't go to vegas to bring the show to vegas um this show will be going to SummerSlam. that's for sure we'll be at SummerSlam. we'll be at nxt takeover we still got a big year plan but we won't be going into uh double or nothing unfortunately however we will be watching it and we will review it and we will keep you informed um on any uh all elite wrestling news that you might be craving um so with that said, uh, that was pretty much the big news week. Crazy, eh? Lots of news, more news there than Huey Lewis would find in his backstage area. Um, all right. So, uh, folks, Wrestle Kingdom 13, what did you think of it? Uh, what were your opinions? Uh, did you watch the pre-show? Uh, it's funny because when you Google or you you put in YouTube, you just it makes. Let's say you want to, first of all, first of all, I just want to say I'm happy the show was a little shorter this year. Not that I don't love watching wrestling for six to seven hours, but I thought the five-hour nice, um, you know, flow to it all was great. I liked the flow of it. Like one match, keep it going, next match, keep it going, next match. None of the hijinks and crap that happens in between matches that uh, some of the WWE stuff is just very quick and get to the point and let the matches tell the stories. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, and uh, right now uh, I'm going to go through match and match and I'm going to tell you what I thought. And uh, hopefully you agree with some of these. And uh, if not, uh, tell me what you agree. Hit us up on the TNW pod. Let us know. And maybe let us know uh, what guests you'd like to have see or hear on the show uh, this year give us some ideas because sometimes we don't have the best of ideas we're always looking for new guests but let us know let's know what you think all right all right so um let me bring up wrestle kingdom and uh we're not gonna do well the pre-show was uh like a gauntlet style match and um and it was pretty good um but i'm not really gonna talk about it. I, i'll tell you what my favorite spot in it was my favorite spot in it was David Boy Smith Jr. Him and uh, him and his uh, partner Archer, and I guess Suzuki was with them. That was crazy, yeah. And they were part of the, I think they're Killer Elite, and uh, they came in. But uh, at one point, um, uh, David Boy Smith Jr. Uh, gave the guy a big boot, and then clapped his hands like Hogan. And then all of a sudden, he went over and he did some Hogan pose downs. And they came off the rope and dropped the big leg. One, two. He didn't get the three count, but I like that he did it all. You know, Velveteen Dream's not the only one that can do that. Anybody could do it. And I liked it when Damian Boy did it. Um, so I thought that was very cool. Uh, yeah. But the first match, oh, well, right off the start, uh, you have one of the best matches of the night. Um, last year, we saw Will Ospreay in, a, in like a, a four, four-way but we get him in the first match uh, this year against uh, Ibishi, I believe. And um, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, this set the tone, this set the pace, and um, 
Yeah, what a match. What a match. I'll just say that right now. What a match. Like, when you talk about matches that set the pace for an opening match for a um, WrestleMania-style show, such as Wrestle Kingdom, Will Ospreay versus Kota Ibushi, Ibushi um, definitely went above and beyond in setting the pace. Uh we're talking about two of the best high flyers in wrestling right now. Uh, so many great spots. Like there was one spot where um, Ibushi was going to do a moonsault off the top rope out onto the floor on Osprey, but Osprey was so quick he jumped up onto the apron, and I believe he might have kicked him in the. He might have kicked him right off the friggin' uh, the top rope, knocking him on the floor. There was just so many great moves in, uh, from uh, from Osprey, um, including this vicious, vicious uh, forearm to the back of the head, which was just nasty. Uh, not only that, um, in the end, uh, Ubushi was bleeding from his nose, and uh, Will Osprey defeated him, uh, defeated him, defeated, or maybe he defeated him. Whatever that means. Uh, Will Ospreay defeated Kota Ibushi in the first match. Uh, the second match was, um, was I can never say these guys' names. Uh, so it's just Bushi and uh, Takahiji. Uh, the Lost in Congo Bruggles to Japan. You know, it's Naito's group. And uh, these are the guys that aren't evil in the, in, in the Sandana. These are the other guys. Um, they defeated Suzuki Gun, uh, as well as Rapungi three three uh, K, uh, with Rocky Romero on the uh, on the outside, and um, yeah, that uh, it just seemed to me like okay, didn't we just watch a gauntlet match uh, for a six man tag championship, and then we got a great singles match, and now we got to watch a three way match of three tag teams. It was like, uh, just give us, you know, finally we got another one-on-one. We got Zack Sabre Jr. with Taka Mishikinoku uh, defeating Ishii. Uh, Ishii, the, the Stone Bull, you know, uh, comes out and uh, uh, constantly trying to, um, trying to get Zack Sabre into some sort of uh, lock and some sort of submission. But Zack Sabre is constantly just sort of getting out of it. And uh, in the end, he takes up the win. Um he takes up the win on uh, on uh, Ishii. So sometimes I get Ibishi and Ishii and all the names mixed up. So if I mixed up any of the names today, um, you know, I just know that my intention is well. Um, and sometimes, you know, I might I get the name wrong here and there. But, uh, you know, that's not uh, what we... I work on it. I work on it, you know. So, um, but... Uh, but yeah, yeah. So Zack Saber Jr. ended up uh, defeating um, Ishii for the championship, and um, and I just wanted to say that, like, anyways, uh, yeah, and and just know that there was like something like ten matches, nine of them were for titles, only one was not for a title, nine of them were for titles, and I'm gonna say every title changed hands. So, you know, and all of a sudden now Zack Sabre Jr. is going back to uh, England as the British Heavyweight Championship. And oddly enough, New Japan also going to England. Uh, 
um, it's very appropriate. So we also then next we have um, the Sandata and Evil came out and their costumes and their costumes were very elaborate. Especially Evil, he was dressed up as a Grim Reaper, and he had this uh, this sickle that he was carrying. And uh, I don't know what kind of sickle it was. Uh, it was January, so I'm going to say it was probably a nice sickle. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Uh, they came out, and they defeated uh, the champs, uh, Tamatonga and Tangaloa, uh, the Growls of Destiny, G-O-D, with uh, Bad Luck Fale and Jato. And they also beat the, the Young Bucks in that match, Matt and Nick Jackson. And it was your typical match. So it was three-way, went every way which way but loose. Um, but, you know... All settled up within 10 minutes, and um, the Young Bucks were leaving without the titles. They didn't have the titles going in, but, uh, you know, um, this was a big night for Les Encontrables de Japan, uh, for Naito's uh, faction, uh, because um, they win pretty much every match that they're in. Uh, next, we have Juice Robinson defeating Cody Rhodes, uh, taking his title. Uh, with Brandy Rhodes. At one point, Brandy Rhodes was ejected from the match for interfering. Uh, she dove on to uh, Juice Robinson and started beating him up through a nice elbow there. Uh, so she had to be ejected. Um, and next, we had uh, Kishida against Ishimori. Ishimori defeated uh, Kishida. That happened. Um, you know, and... Uh, you're recognizing a pattern here. You see Kushida losing. And Kushida has also uh, stated that he is no longer going to be with New Japan. Uh, there are rumors that he might be signing with NXT. Uh, we're not 100% uh, sure on that. But as you've noticed, um, everybody that's leaving New Japan, Cody, got defeated. Um, the Young Bucks lost. Uh, you're going to notice this... Uh, uh, Hangman Page was in the, the, the earlier match, and he lost. You know, you're going to notice that most of the guys that are leaving are going to lose their titles. Um, Jay White with Gato uh, against uh, Okada. And this was a very strange a singles match. No title on the line here. Okada, the greatest wrestling uh, champion probably in recent history, next to Tanahashi, may, and it's arguably... Can, the arguments can be made that Okada is better than Tanahashi because, you know, they've wrestled before in previous Wrestle Kingdoms. And, uh, and you know, that's that's uh, Okada's one and uh, Tanahashi. That's a, a battle that can be done time and time again. And, and it's just fantastic. And now uh, Okada is, here he is on the undercard, and he's going up against the new Bullet Club leader in Jay White. And uh, now storyline would make sense for Jay White to beat Okada because, you know, they have to, he's replacing Kenny Omega, so they have to make him strong so Bullet Club can remain strong. But um, how is that possible? And, well, you have uh, Okada, who's one of the greatest wrestlers in Japan history, who rarely loses. Um, what if he does the honors? And it makes sense, but to me, I just don't see it. I don't, I'm not a Jay White fan. I, I, I'm just going to be honest. To be, I look at him, and I don't even see a wrestler. I see John Cusack. Imagine John Cusack as a, as a wrestler. Yeah, that's what I see. 
I see John Cusack. I don't even see the Jay White. I don't see the the Sling Blade. I don't see this badass that's supposed to be um, head, you know, heading up the Bullet Club. Um, I don't see it. I see John Cusack. You know, I'm like, I kind of want to see John Cusack wrestle David Arquette. That'd be a match I'd be interested in. Jay White versus David Arquette. Set it up. Uh, let's do it in a hot tub time machine or something. I don't know. But uh, Jay White got the uh, win over Okada. And while it took Kenny Omega, you know, 45 minutes to an hour to lose to him or, you know, uh, other guys an hour, um, just, I mean, uh, Jay White only took him 14 minutes and 20 seconds to beat Okada. So that's to me is just crazy. It's just crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And next we had the uh, Naito versus Jericho, which was like the first main event, I would say, of the double main event. And uh, Jericho had been all over Twitter and all over media saying that he's going to uh, end Naito's career. And uh, this is a no disqualification match. And it was violent, and it was fantastic. At one part, uh, Jericho DDT'd Naito into the table. Uh, it was nasty. Those tables in Japan, I wish they... Why can't they import American tables? Why can't they make better tables? Those tables are crazy. They're not for they're not for wrestling, I'll tell you that, because they don't break easy. Uh, watching Naito's head just hit that table. Thunk. Oh, my God. Um, great moments in the, uh, in the Jericho Nido match. Great moments. Um, you know, such as, okay, I gotta tell you, I'm watching, I'm watching some highlights of this right now because, uh, you know, of New Japan right now. And, uh, this is crazy. I'm watching the highlights of the Jer of, well, that's not even the match I want to get to. We're supposed to... Oh, my God. That's so... Here we go. Yeah, the... Um, okay, so anyways, here we go. Yeah, so I'm watching the Naito and Jericho, some highlights right now. And, uh, you know, this match has been fantastic. I'm really going to miss uh, Jericho's New Japan run. You know, he, his matches against Omega, against Naito, um, everything leading up to them has been just fantastic. Uh, the, uh, the villainous Jericho of New Japan is just amazing. And uh, some of the spots they're doing... Just fantastic. Uh, just great wrestling. Great storytelling. And uh, Jericho is just such a dick in this match. And it's so enjoyable. Um, the freedom of New Japan that allows Jericho to be the Jericho that he is. I don't think he can ever be this in WWE. But, however, that doesn't even matter anymore because he's not going back to WWE. However, uh, we do know now he's going into AEW, which means he won't be working with New Japan. 
So we knew he wouldn't. So we knew he's going to lose the title. That DDT was insane. It's insane. It was the highlight of the match for me. I'll tell you that. Um, although I didn't see it. I don't think I saw a lion tamer. I don't remember if I saw a lion tamer or um, during the match. And I'm trying to remember the finish. I hope I see the finish right now. Because it has been a couple days since this. Oh. Oh, we're not showing the finish. I got this. Uh, they're showing a highlight package just on YouTube. And it's so funny when you look up highlights. Uh, there's the hour full highlights. Or there's the New Japan World highlights. And New Japan doesn't even show the finish. Uh, maybe it's without spoilers. But um, now they're on the... the the John Cusack Okada match, and uh, hey, you know, Cusack's tights are fine. You know, I don't mind it, but um, you know, we're watching the Kenny Omega match now. Kenny Omega versus Tanahashi. Tanahashi, he's wrestling John Cena over in Japan. I think most of you guys know that he's like the best there is uh, over there. Uh, winding down his career, he's getting old. He has the best hair. He has the best body. He has the best Instagram. Uh, I don't speak Japanese, but I follow his Instagram all the time. And uh, he's an amazing wrestler. Hell of an air guitarist. He's the ace. He's Tanahashi. And, uh, and Omega is just a man. Omega is the best wrestler in wrestling today. And uh, this could probably be his last match in New Japan. So we know the title is probably going to be dropped. Um, but you see this match and it's just filled with high spots and beautiful moves and, you know, um, I don't even think that, uh, yeah, Kenny gets to finish his, gets his finisher on Tanahashi, but, uh, it's just crazy, you know, and I always love Omega's high knees. Like you see Omega do a, do a high knee and it's just beautiful, and it's kind of like you see Seth Rollins doing the same high knees and everybody's doing these high knees. And I was like, when did the high knee become popular again? Like, I'm guessing when Hunter retired and then people were allowed to do it. So um, that's my guess. That was a joke. That was a joke. But, you know, I'm looking at these highlights now. Oh, Jesus. There's no slapping of the leg when Kenny Omega hits a knee to the face. I'll tell you that right now. Tanahashi, Omega, breathing, they're butting heads, and they're both exhausted. Now this match, only like 20, no, this match maybe went 30 minutes, I think. Longest match of the night. Oh, Kenny's measuring him up, and it turns into a slap fest. Oh, another knee to the face. God damn it. There's nothing better than a Kenny Omega knee, I swear to God. I swear to God. And then, oh. Oh, Jesus. You know, insanity. Insanity, this match. Slops to the back. Uh, just expertise, wrestling at its best. And uh, what I love about New Japan World Wrestle Kingdom is this is our WrestleMania. Let's see WWE step it up. And uh, the gauntlet has been thrown down. It has been thrown down. Um, 
you know, we will see what New Japan can do in the new year. As we all know, they're going to Madison Square Garden, a sold-out show uh, with Ring of Honor. And I do believe Kenny Omega is going to be a part of that. Um, and that will probably be his last card with Omega. I mean, with uh, New Japan. Who knows? And then he signs with All Elite. I don't know what's going to happen. That's the future, folks. But um, what did you think of Wrestle Kingdom? What was your favorite match? Um, were you happy with all the title changes? Did you like? Did you think, oh, of course, all these title changes were going to happen because they have to happen because, you know, because Jay White has to come off strong and Kushida's leaving and Cody's leaving and the Bucks are leaving and we're going to England, so we got to have a British champion already and and uh, we might as well make it a great night for Naito and his faction and have all those guys win and have Tanohashi win and, you know, where did we go from there? Where does New Japan go from there, folks? Um, they've got, <laughs> I love that they've already got their year of matches and supercards already set out. And I don't even know when tickets go on sale for SummerSlam yet. Folks, um, that has been the show today. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know it's not a super long one, but it's not a super short one either. Uh, but it is super indeed. Um, thanks again for joining us. Uh, again, don't forget to hit us up on all the social medias at TNWPod, uh, on the Twitter, uh, at, uh, at uh, Talking Wrestling at Gmail if you want to hit us up, or, uh, you know, uh, Talking Wrestling Podcast on Instagram, as well as uh, Talking Wrestling on Facebook. Thank you. Uh, thank you for uh, letting us put a headlock on your ears. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe on the iTunes. And uh, Happy New Year. Uh, it's 2019. Let's have a great one, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye now. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. 